Hello and welcome to The Ratio Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Ray, and as always, we are recording in beautiful downtown Athens, Georgia. How's everybody doing out there today? It's 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 a overcast day here, trying to get caffeined up for the uh, fight ahead and um, puffing on a little haze wreck. But hope everybody out there is doing well, and uh, today on the program, we have the mighty Johnny the Boy, one of my favorite newer bands, and we're going to have Belinda and Justin up in just in a second and w- with a really cool conversation about this band and their debut and their future plans. So uh, stick around for that. And I just want to thank everybody for the amazing response to the Tim Ripper Owens interview. You know, we, we've been off for a minute, and uh, it was good to see all those streams and downloads. And uh, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for all the support. You know, we're so fortunate to do this and to be able to talk to the people we do. And I, and I really thank you for listening. And, um, you know, if you see me out at a show or something or a convention, just say hello. And uh, I, I really appreciate it. All of us do here at the Ratio Podcast. And uh, <clears throat> we had a good weekend. We were up at the Mad Monster Expo just to hang and see some old friends and catch up with them. And we ended up making some new ones. But just huge shout out to Linnea Quigley, Doug Bradley, Richard Brake, and Jeff Daniel Phillips. What a he's a goddamn riot! And uh, also uh, huge thank you to PJ Souls. PJ uh, gave me a, a chance many years ago when I was was green as I can be. I'm still green, but I was really green then. And uh, she let me interview her along with Doug Bradley. And uh, also shout out to uh, Bill Mosley, who was there and also had been on the podcast in the early days. So it was great to see them and catch up and, uh, you know, shout out to PJ. Go watch all her films. She is, you know, an absolute treasure. And, uh, you know, we also got to meet David Patrick Kelly. And uh, what what a guy, man, you know, from the Warriors and, and countless others. And uh, he was just a delight to talk to. And it's, you know, it's cool to meet your heroes and they end up being cool. So uh, thanks to everybody up there that made the weekend so fun and, uh, you know, homey, I guess. But, um, well, let's get to the uh, newest episode. And uh, I, I am thrilled that these two would talk to us here at the Ratio Podcast. And um, here we go with Johnny the boy all right johnny ray with the ratio podcast and today we are super fortunate enough to have very special guests belinda cordish and justin greaves from the mighty johnny the boy and crippled black phoenix how are you both doing today howdy fine thank you (laughs) yeah all good thanks nice to nice to be speaking to you right on nice that someone wants to speak to good old Johnny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see why anybody wouldn't. It's such a, an amazing <laughs> album. So before we speak about your debut album, you uh, can you tell me a little bit about how Johnny the Boy came about? I know most people would would trace back your your origin to the song "No Regrets" on the last mm. Crippled Black Phoenix record. 
Yeah. Who's what? Sorry, what? No, I could you. Could you you talk just <laughs> you got my blessing to talk just <laughs> thanks darling <laughs> uh, you, you. uh yeah so um yeah we did do the, no regrets so yeah that was a bit weird i don't think um some people got in and some people didn't get it it doesn't really matter we, you know but uh we did the no regrets on the criminal black phoenix album but it obviously it's a johnny the boy song but that came from a demo that we did before we were called Johnny the Boy. Um, <clears throat> and uh, did we do four or five songs with Matt? And that's how Matt's involvement came around as well, because uh, me and Belinda, we were jamming. Um, it was like in a break in a CBP rehearsal for a tour, like around about 2016, 17, something like that. And... Uh, we just started jamming some tunes and Belinda started doing a, a necro vocals. And I mean, I knew that she did that before in a band stab um, way back. Um, but I think it surprised a few people. And then we posted a little clip of it just messing around you know, on the internet. And everyone's going, oh, is, is this like a legit thing? You're going to do a black metal band or something? And that got us thinking and it took, it took fucking ages, didn't it? It took years for us to actually get around to making a demo. And then we did the demo and then it became a little bit more of an idea and we thought we wanted to do a little bit more and then we, we tricked everybody when we did No Regrets <laughs> uh, on the CVP album and Jacob did some vocals with Belinda. And uh, and then Michael from Season Mist basically said, why don't you do a, this is good, let's do a, a full-length album. So And that's kind of what we were waiting for, really, without really saying anything. So that's how it all came about, really. That's the long story. Yeah. Well, I didn't know I, I how badly I needed this much savage. Like, I've been calling it soothing savagery almost uh, in my life <laughs> <laughs> with this, with you know, this debut, um, you. And, I mean, it starts out so badass with, like, Die Already. It's like the perfect album opener. And I feel mm -hmm. something that really kind of signifies, you know, what you guys are about. Um, yeah. but Belinda, your, your vocals, as he was just mentioning are, are supernatural. You stated that you, you stated that you sang that way in your first band. Can you, uh, tell me a little bit how your about how your vocals have developed over the years? Uh, I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> well, I think that if you're talking about this, like the, the necro vocals, I sang very similar, but it was more, I don't, I, when I was doing this, this kind of, it was, I sounded more like Gollum and Marge Simpson back in the days, but you know, it's <laughs> my, I did. Yeah. Uh, now, I think now because I've been, I mean, Cripple Black Phoenix is the first band. I, I mean, I really like had the other voices, the normal, I mean, apart from Killing Moon, the sing, this. God, I'm so tired. I don't know what I'm talking about. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say, like, well, let's talk about kind of like who were some of your first extreme metal vocalist influences? No, none. None. Yes, none. The thing is, this is a thing that vo vocally, I I'm not influenced by any other vocalist. Right. Because it's it's 
I don't think I don't think that way. I no, I'm not I'm not influenced by You don't oh. really listen to you don't listen to a lot of that kind of music anyway, really. Not no, I mean I, I appreciate a lot of but no but Stab was more that was like a grunge band where I did I did, you know it wasn't sometimes it was necrovocals, but it was more like yeah, think think it, Gollum, you know, uh, and just a little bit of clean singing. Um, this is more necro. I think I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've somehow with because I've done a lot of normal singing. I've somehow developed that a little bit, a little bit more. But no, I'm not. I'm actually not influenced in music and vocal, especially. I'm not influenced by other vocalists because I I just do what comes out of my mouth. Right, right. Well, that's... And I think Pardon me, what was the last... I don't think about... Because when I, you know... I know, I just don't... I do not think about it at all. I just I just open my mouth and whatever I feel it comes out. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking mainly like in crossings when it, it just takes that amazing... Just you, you, you hit that so like the necro vocals like so forcefully and i it hearing it now that you are not influenced by like other vocalists in that sense it's it makes such so much sense how unique it is (laughs) and uh you know and that song you know it's 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 such a i hear all kinds of things in that song i hear soundgarden in that song in in parts yeah you know um but Justin, you know, let let's get to you for a few minutes. These these songs sound so fresh yet like so timeless. What headspace were you in when you were when you were writing these songs? Mm, that's well, question is what you know. What, I don't know what headspace I would be in. I mean, fuck the world headspace like you're always in. Isn't <laughs> like I always am. <laughs> mm. it, well, this is well that's that's the, that's the beauty of Johnny the Boy is that. The other band that we do, uh, even though it's a very, very big, wide-ranging box that we sit in, you know, it, it's still still contained, and we don't. That band doesn't give us the opportunity to play ve- like this heavy. And both myself and Belinda, we come from that world as lot, uh, you know, through a lot of other worlds on the way. You know, I mean, obviously, goth and grunge and. You know, all the kinds of alternative industrial. We're both into industrial back in the day. You know, these are the things that we've got in common. And so, and it's like we did another band a while ago called Say the Land, which was more kind of goth pop kind of stuff. And that was me and Belinda doing something that we've, you know, kind of almost play music that we're both influenced by through our lives and we wanted to do some. And this is kind of the same, but it's not. It's not for the set. I think this is more for a more natural reason. I think we needed to do yeah. Johnny the Boy. Yeah, we needed so, to do. Yeah, because we needed to sort of get this shit out of us, you know. Hell so, yeah. And yeah, uh, I... even though even though the other band does give us a, a platform to do that, not in this way. So I think the headspace that we're both in was just that, you know, we've got we've got all this. I don't, it sounds so fucking cheesy, same rage, but you know, we have this kind of frustration in us and this kind of love of this style of music going back way, way, way back to the 80s. Um, 
so yeah it was a, just a massive release um and then we yeah. would obviously we need to be careful about not crossing over too much and sounding like other things but yeah it's the most natural albums really to to, to make it's really natural both for both of us and Matt. Yeah. Well, you know, the visuals are very striking and very beautiful. The video, and I'm talking about the album cover art, which which you all came up with, created. Um, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the making of the video and, and more importantly, the making, uh, the creation of the album art and what it signifies? Well, go on, Balloon Day. Well, if you're thinking about crossings, uh you know, with a type of I mean, I guess maybe a lot of bands are like that. We we, we can't just hand, hand like we we know it's not only about the music, it's about the visual and you know, that's really important for us also. So we can't hand it hundred percent over to someone else. But um we knew what kind of video we wanted. We wanted like old school horror, eerie you know, black and white, and we, we definitely wanted the the crows and the ravens in it, and I wanted this morning dress. Did you say morning morning dress? We, yeah. We, yeah, we knew what, what we wanted, and then uh, Guillermo took it and made it something, like, really amazing with it. But we, we always, in every video, it, it's the same even with Cripple 2, you know, we, we know exactly, because both both me and Justin are very, when we, from like singing or writing lyrics or whatever, we're very visual. Yeah. You know, I'm more influenced visually and emotionally than by music and vocals. You know, I see it in, in like movies. And I think Justin does the same. So we, we really need to be part of that. You know, everything, the art and the video, and everything that has to do with, with the band, you know. It's all an expression. It's, like, yeah, it's like, yeah. What? It's like you were saying, Belinda. It's, it's. I mean, we. It's when we make when Belinda writes the lyrics and we make the music, we and make the album and everything else. We're always thinking about more than just the music, and you know. And so Belinda was already like way ahead of anyone when it came to doing the video. She's like, oh, she's always so much more visual when it comes to you know photographs and and videos and things so we kind of we automatically had the the idea of what you know and more so belinda than anyone we'll have the idea of what we wanted but then obviously someone like guillaume comes along who has the has the technical ability and, and the artistic eye to make it a reality yeah so he did this and it turned into something that we could never do ourselves but we had, you know, we always fuel the idea, if you see what I mean. Right, right. And, uh, I mean, I same even with got the... the dress sewn up for me. That morning oh, yeah, they made the dress, didn't they? They made a dress for me, and man, just getting into that. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, how am I going to want to do acting? He said, no, but it was, it was lovely to just get into that, into that character. No, we really, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I think that character's going to appear on stage or something. Yeah, it will. If we get to play, <laughs> anyone wants us. We're so yeah. we're such a new band, and you know we don't have like we don't even have thousand followers. <laughs> you know, like, and we're not good at socials. We, I mean, we're old, and I, I, I'm we're really too old bad. and lazy. 
yet to sell i've never you know i don't i don't even have i don't even have a social personally you know like and i just and having to do this selling point and i think these days it's expected that the bands you know that promote themselves you know it's all about the followers and this and that and and we're just we're just you know it's going to be really hard for us to get out there i think well, I understand that, but at the same time, I would respectfully say that this is, you know, we're around the same age, so it's like these are the same reference, we have the same reference points, and this sounds like a new sound created to me that, that people are going to want to hear. And, I mean, you, you should both be super proud of yourself about, I mean, it sounds like three records coming together at once, a rock album, a black metal album, and a doom metal album, and it just, when it... <laughs> When it dances like the guitar solo on Grime, you know, like it, when all those three elements come up together and dance, it's it's something to behold. And oh, well, thanks, man. But uh, I, I, I sorry, carry on. Ah, no, go ahead, please. No, I was, <laughs> it, that's. I think that's a, a couple of times people have referenced that guitar solo and. I've never been a lead guitarist at all. It's just, <laughs> I was just basking in it just for a moment there. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> well, I I think uh, I'm not I'm not known for being a lead guitarist, so yeah, that's nice. Well, I, I feel like so so many of the hopeful touches on the record that kind of peek through, almost like you know when a blade of grass comes through the concrete, like uh, so many like are, are those guitar touches, you know, and those dynamics. I mean, and you amazing. And, you know, we were just talking about, like, live shows. Do you see Johnny the Boy, um, you know, getting out to at least some festivals or, or doing a proper tour? Yeah, we want to. We want mm -hmm. to, but we don't have, you know, like, we don't have a, we don't have a booking agent. I mean, we don't, like, how are we going to, you know, well, go sleep on floors and, and <laughs> shit. Like, when you were 20, you know, we're, not, we're not, I mean, we don't want to, don't have to have a tour bus, you know what I mean? But. I think we need someone who books, who wants to book shows. And uh, this band is going to be so much easier because, I mean, we got kind of got the audience, you know, there's loads of metal festivals all over the place. But we just, I think we just need, we need a booking agent to put it all together. And we're not actively booking, so to speak. You know? Right, right. At least we've not, we've not just expected to have things easy because of the other band or with because of our connections and whatever. You know, we're just... We're taking it as it comes, and we've you know we've made an album. It's just like we don't expect the world all of a sudden, but uh, but at the same we time, we, yeah, of course, we, of course, we want to go play, you know. But you know, we'll do the right thing at the right time, I guess, you know. Um, but this is going to be so, like Belinda says, compared to the other band, logistically and and that and technically, it's going to be a lot easier to tour with this band. So I think we'll we'll in, it'll be really nice. I just think we need that help with that step, you know, first step, and that that is, I think, to start with a book, booking agent. Right. You I know, mean, we could have, we could have gone to, you know, the, the people that we already deal with, with with the other things that we do. We could have gone to them already and said, please, you know, you're going to do. <laughs> just well, not please, but you know. I'm begging. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, but that's exactly my point. You know, we kind of with this. We, I think it was mentioned, not that it's a really conscious thing, but we did kind of mention that, well, well, let's see what happens and let them come to us, that, you know, 
we we we're de- we're definitely we definitely want to do it, but we're definitely not desperate either. Well, I don't think you're going to be waiting long. It seems like Pete, there'd be a line to 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 book you bands, <laughs> book your band. Uh, we've we've already been talking about the notifications. And the email notifications about the line wanting to screaming to book us. I mean, you know what I mean? Festivals. I mean, can you imagine Johnny the Boy at a metal festival? I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? I mean, there's been a couple of things mentioned, and we've already talked about the live band. So, and there's at least one certain person that's going to play with the live band. That's going to be really, really cool. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, yeah. It's oh, only yeah, the yeah. missing. We don't have the. Yeah, we're just waiting to find the right drummer because, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a real pain in the ass for whoever drums. Because <laughs> I, I, record, I recorded the drums, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know no, how Justin does joking. it. I mean, I mean, this is the last time I'm going to say it, Justin, you know, so you can put your hands to your ears. I, I just don't get how you, how you just vomit out music and songs and it's so so bloody great I, I just don't get it i don't get it <laughs> I, hey, I, I completely agree i i mean my gosh and and you know does your does your other project does it how does this how does it influence this outlet um Depends on that. What in what respect do you mean influence? I mean, in the way, in the we, sense of does this does this give you you know this outlet? Is this a such a needed thing? Is this you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be a crossover, but yeah, it, this. Uh, I, I mean, just from I'm you know, quite good I think, at I think, is too close to cripple. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, because I'm not his ears. And if I, if I hear a song is too close to crippled, I shout, don't I? Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing, though. It's it, it's really hard. It's really hard to be objective when you're writing the stuff. It's super hard to be objective. So Belinda does say, if something is too CBP-ish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was there was a song that I did for the album, and I knew I knew that the, the, the whole second half of the song was like just heavy crippled by Phoenix, um, and I can't remember if I should Belinda probably pointed it out, but anyway, whatever it it didn't get used for that very reason. So we are, we are being a bit careful about it. I mean, there's always going to be a crossover because it's the same people playing and writing it, um, but. We are definitely treating this as a, a separate thing. So, and we're kind it's of doing a side it. project, not a side project. It's not, not a side, side project now. No, definitely not. No. Um, so yeah, that was, I think that's probably why we're not really. I mean, we're not very good at bigging ourselves up either. Like Belinda says, we're not big on socials. We're not. We're a bit old-fashioned, really, and we're, I think we're okay with that. It's just that we also understand how that's probably we're going to go under the radar quite a bit because we don't really go and sell ourselves very much. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do that with, with, with the other band either. I don't think enough, but um, I don't know. I think this has got more of an immediate impact than the other things. So, I mean, who, who knows? Let, let's see. I mean, we're, we're doing it for the same reasons, yet very different reasons, if that makes sense. 
Well, totally, totally. And, um, you know, I love this term, and I, 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 you've probably been asked about it too much now, but it's, you know, on your socials, you refer to the music as gloomcore. Sh- <laughs> shadowy music by shadowy people. I love it so much. Can you explain <laughs> the essence of this term? It's, it's like it's like somebody, some, some mischief out your, out your window at night, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's like what else did we call it? We also called it one thousand ravenous skulls. <laughs> yep. so awesome. This is perfect. Um, um, but yeah, I I mean, I think I think I, I, I basically just said gloomcore around the table when we were with, with uh, Michael, the boss of the label, and it was like, yes, let's use that. You know, so it got used. It, but uh, I, it's because lab, labels, you know, when they're gonna promote it they need all these what do you call it we need the tags don't we need the tags you know <laughs> and we, we must come up with something because otherwise it could go really bad you know right. with, with the tag and you just have to come and they you know they want you to come up with something and you have to but it's but it is gloomy and there's some yeah. and there's and there's some hardcore elements as well a little bit but you know, it's also a little bit self-aware. You know, I mean, our humor is super black anyway. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we legit, legitimate. We, if somebody says what's, you know, if there's a genre listed somewhere, we will say, well, it's shadowy music, or it's 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 a bunch of skulls, or whatever. Instead of tagging, like trying to describe the music, because every musician will tell you the same. You know, it's. How can you describe your own music? You sound like a dick when you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this is to me when music gets the most exciting when you can't pin it down. And, you know, I have, you know, I've referenced some things, but these songs go so beyond that. Um, one more question before we get you guys out of here. Um, you're both very involved in, in, in activism. Is there any um, anything you'd like to share with our uh, listenership? Uh, well, I mean, I, we are definitely involved with, um, you know, the, the Hunt Saboteurs, which is like predominantly it's a, it's a British thing. Um, but they do exist in other places like in Germany and Sweden as well. Um, and we support them in a, in a big way. We, we do as much as we can to help them out. I mean, me and Belinda don't go out in the field, but that's for good reasons because I think we'd end up killing somebody, you know. Right. Um, yeah, or, or but, end up end up killing ourselves because I, I, I just mm. I just I mean I got so much respect for the people out on, on the you know out on the ground like, and seeing all this I mean fucking hell I oh, yeah. just thinking about it I want to take 10 billions you know I just can't I just I can cope I just can't cope mentally but so we try our best if I got you know a lot through the music you know the songs with crippled about animals and I mean we post more about animals than music on our socials you know it's just mm-hmm. do what we can you know and of, of course support like Hans said and I support a few here in, in Sweden monthly we tend, we tend to support the the, the, the smaller oh, you know, yeah. the, 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 like the animal sanctuaries like there's a, a local one here called pubs you know and it's things like that you know it's um, it's, it's those ones that really need the help and the support and uh, I mean, I know that we the, the hunt subs are bigger, but they're still they're still really not very known, and they're regarded as some kind of like weird kind of you know terrorism 
you know group or something in in the in this country which is crazy right um, but they but they definitely more more so than i mean you know obviously everyone knows sea shepherd and paul watson stuff and and you know all that kind of stuff there's some really big names which of course it's great and you support them and every uh, help every bit of help you know every bit helps the hunts really do need to help though to do it through the music like you know with lost that i don't know if you saw that crippled that phoenix video you know yeah 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 you, yeah with the animals and all all that you know you know you're not supposed i mean maybe you're not supposed to do that you, you know but we're doing it because that's our way of you know fighting yeah, I, it. it's awareness and it's it's more about awareness definitely yeah, yeah. i mean we you know we could we get if shit he, like this. Any band, you know, if you talk about anything apart from the music, yeah, you, you you tend to get some kind of criticism from somewhere that you know, your musicians shut up, just talk about music. You're here for it, music. It's like we're not babbling on about we're not you know, being vegan. You know, putting other people down for not being vegan. We never talk about that. We're talking about you know, yeah. the animal suffering, and then you get shit for that. It's like they attack you for being some militant figure but it's not about that what aren't you like listening what we're saying is about hurting hurting mm-hmm. animal what what's what, why is it so bad to to care about that i don't get it right on. i think i think it takes more more backbone i think it's a lot braver thing to do to stand up to people and we stand up to bullies you know me and belinda we don't like bullies and and the whole the, the animal activism, the animal rights movement, it's the same. It's it's about bullies. Humans are bullies, basically, you know. And that's why we, we tend to be, you know, more likely, you know, more on the anti-fascist kind of side of things, you know, because we don't like bullies. Absolutely. Uh, and it goes, through, every, it goes through all of our lives, you know. So, like, yeah, I think that's the root of it. Dial Red is about bullies, maybe, if you could... You didn't know. <laughs> oh, I, it's about dictator police. Well, it it definitely has the venom that they deserve right now. <laughs> yeah. And oh, uh, my God. Uh, can I just say that, like, Belinda's vocals are some of the most vicious, spiteful yet beautiful thing I've heard. And I, I know I'm saying this because, but you know, I'm obviously in the band, but you know, I'm biased, but. It truly is, and I've been in this music thing for long enough to hear so many of these extreme metal vocalists or hardcore vocalists, and she just tears shreds off them, and she does it naturally. It's it's amazing, really. I don't I don't know how she does that, you know. Oh, I'm, um, I'm almost fifty years old, and I've been walking up to people like, "Listen to this scream on my phone," you know. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's I, I listen for that stuff too, and they're really unique. You know, in that sense, but I really, she, I think she's more natural. She's more natural, and it's more primal as a result. You know, um, and you know, there's very few people that do that because a lot of people, and there can be amazing vocalists. I'm not putting anyone down at all. You know, it's a hard thing to do, but uh, I think sometimes people put on like a, a facade, or it's like the, that's the act. I think with with Belinda, it just comes out. You know, that's her inside. Yeah. Just- I think it comes down to got a lot of pent up shit going on inside, you know, since since 
find it. <laughs> Did right. <laughs> yeah, cuckoo. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what you sound like if you like n never yeah. cry. That's what you get. So basically, Johnny the boy is if you take a couple of like fifty something year olds um, and you don't give him an outlet to, 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 to you know, let the, all this out their whole lives. And then all of a sudden in the 50s, they get to do it. This is what you get. Well, <laughs> it, it's amazing. Too and big. I mean, I'm going to ask a, a question here, though. One, one quick question. I know I said that was the last one, but let me get one more in. You two have been yeah. so nice to, and so thank you so much for your time. What is oh, this? What is the term Johnny the Boy mean? And what is, is that a sample at the beginning of the record? At the beginning of Die Already? And at the end? You go, yeah, it's, it's, uh Well, the sample's from the first Mad Max film. And Johnny the Boy is one of the, the biker gang in Mad Max. The original first Mad Max. Um, so Johnny the Boy, he was part of the biker gang. He was the most unhinged member of the, the gang. Um and yeah, so we, we basically took that name um, because it was like the most crazy one out of a crazy gang. Right. Um, and it also kind of made, and then when we sort of chose it, it started to make more sense because Belinda also has a connection with obviously Man Max being in Australia and she's Australian. And it was one of the first films that she saw at the drive through, you know, and all, all these little weird kind of, you know, it was like, what do you call it? Not synchronicity, is it? Um, serendipity. Um, anyway, it all kind of made, also, all made sense. We also we we wanted a name that that doesn't connect with the music. If you know what I mean, right? Right. You know, if you want some kind of black metal name you can't even make out. You know, <laughs> or something we can hear what what kind mm -hmm. of music it is. We wanted like something just totally different i know out there are people out there oh this is shittiest great music the shittiest band name i've ever heard <laughs> you know? people just scroll right. past <laughs> uh, yeah yeah people i think people have uh i think we we've sit, heard people going like yeah i saw the name I was like what the fuck hell no thank you but then they listened anyway and they were like oh you know so i think maybe a lot of people will just go swipe is it left or right when they and they see Johnny the, the Johnny the boy name, so it could well, be so, good. So, you know. So some of the some of the my favorite bands, some of our favorite bands have like been bands like that that you think, holy shit, what an awful name. And <laughs> but they end up being like you end up being like you know one of the most influential bands in your life or something like that. You know, right? I mean, take, you know, but like take for instance, but all surfers. I mean, <laughs> yes, it's, yes. It's, but what an amazing band! You know, what I mean. It, it's just for an example anyway you know um but yeah it's uh it just it just basically prods people into like just listen uh don't don't take things on the surface or anything just and if you if you scroll past it and you hate the name then you're the one missing out so we don't care anyway right right and i think that's a little uh fucking rude for somebody to be like it's the shittiest band name ever you know fuck you oh you yeah know? we've heard that we, we've heard that well, um, well, I want to thank you both for um, uh, uh, coming on the Ratio podcast today. Is there uh, what would be the best way for our listeners to connect with you guys? I know you said you don't do much on the socials, but uh, where can people? Where's the best way for people to get in touch with and 
find information out about Johnny the boy? I guess what is Insta, Facebook? Probably Instagram because it it tends to be a little bit more positive on there. You don't get as much bitching and stuff. So we probably post on Instagram. We check the Facebook. We've got a Facebook page as well, but yeah, I mean, any of those, if you if anyone does feel the need to get in touch with us, then uh, I'm sure you can find us out there. <laughs> well, right on. Everybody, check out the debut album by Johnny the Boy, you. It is a fucking journey. So thanks so much, y'all. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yeah, cheer out. <laughs> cheer out. I want to thank Belinda and Justin from Johnny the Boy for coming on the podcast and having such a cool hang. Make sure to go out and get their album, You, and hopefully we'll see them on a stage sometime soon. Stay tuned for next week. We've got a uh, longtime wanted guest for this podcast, and uh, we'll be talking to him straight from the bowels of hell. So uh, make sure to look forward to that. And also, you can follow us on Instagram at Ratio Podcast. We're on Facebook. Make sure to follow us on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. And uh, that has the live show, all the episodes and everything. And we're going to be doing a whole lot more with that. So make sure to follow us on there. You can also find any information you need at www.ratiopodcast.com. And... Until next time, stay switched on, and we'll talk to you soon.